a lot of the things that stop most people from being investors is credit, lack of money, lack of knowledge. Um, that's not the case with creative finance. Maybe it's lack of knowledge and we could teach you that. But once you do, don't let the credit, don't let the lack of money stop you from making deals. And then once you start doing it once, that means you could do it a second time, which means you could do it a third time and then you could keep on growing. Welcome to the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show, a community for real estate investors to learn, network, and grow. Be sure to join the InvestNest.com and start learning and earning today. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Travis Murphy, your host of the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show. Thanks again for joining me this week. We've got two great invest guests joining us, Jen and Joe De La Fave. Uh, are going to tell us a little bit about what they do with real estate investing. Uh, and they're doing some really cool things, some unique things. So this is a very interesting show. I think you guys are all going to enjoy very much. Uh, but before we begin, I want to remind everybody, if you're listening to the podcast, to please hit the subscribe button. And leaving a review and rating is very helpful. So if you're enjoying, uh, that goes a long way and is much appreciated. Be sure to follow along on Instagram, Instagram Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we put a lot of content out there as well. And of course, check out the investnest.com. It's an online networking community for real estate investors. Uh, it's totally free. And we actually have a lot of cool features that are going to be coming up very soon with the website. But I'm going to hold back on that for right now. Uh, but stay tuned because I will be making some announcements on the uh, investnest.com website. All right, and now I'm going to welcome our invest guests of this week, uh, Jen and Joe Delafave. They're with CreativeFinancePlaybook.com. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you for Thank having you us. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely, my pleasure, my pleasure. So you guys uh, take a somewhat different approach to real estate investing. It seems from what I, you know, from what little I know about you guys. Can you give us a brief overview of you know what it is you guys do with real estate investing and and what you guys are about? Yeah, we do a little bit of it all. Um, we do the fix and flips. We do wholesale deals. We also love the creative finance aspect of real estate investing. Once we've kind of looked at and then started conquering and mastering the way of how to buy real estate without using banks, very little money without using your own credit, we really love that. It's a lot easier to scale. So we just, you know, we do a lot of, um, you know, different air areas, but that's the one that we really dove into that we love is that creative finance hence creative finance playbook <laughs> right right and we're going to get into that in a little bit but that's i mean and that's really part of the beauty of real estate investing right is that there's not necessarily one script we have to follow and there's not one means of of leverage or, or lending in order to get in or out of a deal you can get creative right hence creative finance playbook so i guess what is it that you guys do um, how do you take advantage of the creative aspect of real estate investing? I guess let's start with that. Go for it. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, with his background, especially, you know, he just loves being able to have a deal come to the table and strategize. And he loves football too. It's kind of like the whole analogy here is what play are we going to run? You know, and sometimes <laughs> you're running down the field with this deal and you're getting towards the finish line and it kind of starts spiraling backwards. So he literally has to think of a new play to pull. And, you know, it's just really cool to have all of these different options because sometimes we get in our head, like it has to be this one way that doesn't work, then you throw the deal out, but there still might be money to be made and more importantly, somebody to help. So if you can find the right structure there, you, everybody will win. 
Yeah. No, that's cool. I think I got a little ahead of myself. Let's let's back up a little bit. Tell tell us a little bit more about like specifically what it is that you guys do. Do you guys do buy and holds? Are you guys house flipping? What what is it that you guys do? So we do some house flipping. We have a few of those going in right now. Uh, one we're almost finishing, wait, one we're waiting to close on and start getting into. Um, we love doing some wholesale deals. We are in upstate New York, but we buy all over New York and Pennsylvania. And we are gonna be moving into some other states and some other markets uh, this year as well. Um, so that's our, really our goal is we buy everything and sell everything virtually. So we're not really stepping foot in most of these properties. We're doing it all through our phones, guys, and it's really great. So. Yeah. With that being the case, we love doing that. When selling properties, we do a lot of rent to own, um, the lease purchase when selling. Um, so as far as long term, it's more of like a medium term. So, you know, a lot of things when we started doing rentals in the very beginning, and once we looked into that, and then you're looking at, you know, taking out 20, 30 year mortgages, we're realizing that we're not going to have these houses paid off until we're going to be 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. And I don't want to wait till I'm 90 to start having all these properties paid off. Plus, we started looking into, you know, in that 20 to 30 years, is it going to need a new roof? Is it going to need new windows and all the other maintenance? So we kind of found like that happy medium with rent to own that we can um, get really nice checks when the folks move into the properties. We get the monthly cash flow like a landlord. Um, we get to write off depreciation. The house will appreciate in value over time. Um, however, we don't get those landlord responsibilities, which was key to us. Um, we have a different type of clientele and our tenant buyers are not tenants. They're not renters. These are folks who are want to own the house one day. So they, they view the property differently. They have some skin in the game because they've given you an option payment to move into the property. And then once we do sell it to them and they are ready to cross that finish line, yes, we will get a very nice check. Um, which is great, but we sell the property directly to the seller. So we don't have to worry about paying the realtor commissions. Um, I'm sorry, right to the buyer. So we don't have to pay realtor commissions and we get around the capital gains tax for short term because it's been more than a year. So we kind of found a, a really good way to do the fix and slow flip um, is one of the tactics that we kind of dialed into. And then we just started getting to more deals, more opportunities, and then it really just started taking off from there quite a bit. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, that's beautiful. I want to dig into that whole lease option thing in just a minute. But uh, so to back up a second, so you guys started off with rental properties and you did the whole landlord thing. And it sounds like you realized that's not really for you guys, right? Is that is that correct? Uh, technically, I started off a wholesale deal 20 years ago. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I did that. And then we started looking at some rentals and then you just hit it on the head. You know, we started by the time you start getting to four or five properties and then you're getting the landlord responsibilities and the phone calls and the, you know, how did this wind broke? It didn't just break on its own. And, you know, things like that. We realized if we're going to plan on scaling and getting as many properties as we can, we either need to get a property management company, on, which is going to start digging into our expenses or we're going to lose our minds with all these tenant buyers. So that's yeah. where we really decided we love this option. It's working great. Now, I mean, that's, I want to make a, make a point on of that because, you know, th this podcast and a lot of what we do, uh, you know, on Instagram and social media, a lot of people talk about long-term, you know, building a long-term rental portfolio, but that's not the only way to invest in real estate. And the thing that is striking me, that's awesome about you guys is that fact that, you know, you realize that pretty early on that that's not for you. 
So, and that's okay. You know, that may not be to your strengths. It's not to what you guys are interested in doing. And you were able to realize that, identify that and see an opportunity where maybe others are overlooking and pivot out of that whole game of the long-term buy and hold. And you saw some advantages of this other strategy. And then it sounds like you started just implementing that. So the, the whole lease option, rent to own concept, can you just talk our audience through that, you know, how that process works, what that means? I, I think people hear that a lot, you know, the lease option concept, but are not 100% sure exactly how it works. Can you just give us a quick rundown of, of how that, you know, how that plays out? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we, we actually have, I think, three houses right now that are available and we have a dispositionist and that's all she does. Her name's Courtney. She's awesome. Um, and what she'll do is she'll, she's going to work with some of these folks who are tenant buyers who get into these properties. So what we look at is it's about 15 to 20% of the U.S. population could qualify for a mortgage right now. So that means you know, we, our clientele base is about 80 to 85% of the population. So we have a very large clientele base. Um, now out of those folks, we really work with the folks who've got money. Um, if you maybe don't have uh, the credit yet, maybe you don't have enough time on job, whatever the circumstances are there are stopping you from getting a mortgage. That's where we come in. So we work with a lot of other investors, a lot of other realtors, um, if they have a client who can't qualify for a mortgage but wants to buy a house, this is where we can come in and really work well with realtors too, and, and they love it. So with our lease purchase, what we do is we collect a down payment option payment. Now, we collect that right when they're moving into the house. Now, what we don't do is we don't sign any of the paperwork at the house. We actually have them do it at an attorney's office. So they clearly go everything uh, line by line with the tenant buyer, exactly what they're going to be getting themselves into. And really what it is, is they get to lock in the purchase price of the house. And the second one is the lease paperwork, which just says, this is a little bit different. You're responsible for the maintenance. You're responsible for the repairs and utilities as a tenant buyer. And so understanding that is really crucial. And then the neat thing about it is we give them time. You know, if you need a, a year to get everything squared away, that's fine. If you need four or five years, that's fine too. We'll give them the time and give them some resources if they need help, crossing all those T's, dotting all the I's to be able to make their dreams come true is to own the house. But until then, they're living in their future home and paying rent every month until they make that happen. And we have a success story coming up. I think it's gonna be this week or next week, next week yeah. um, of one of our tenant buyers who's buying out the property, another one of them, and they couldn't be happier. And um, he, you know, he's saying, I wanna do a commercial with you guys talking about how great this process was. Um, so that's, it's really nice. So the neat thing about it is when you, when we wholesale a deal, you can get a nice check, but then you're out of the deal. You don't get any more money. And we love those wholesale deals, but you know, that's it. It's a one-time payment. So the way that rent to own or at least purchase works is you're still going to get that really nice check in the very beginning. The difference is you're also going to get monthly cash flow, like being a, a uh, landlord without the responsibilities. And then down the road, once your tenant buyer buys that property, you're going to get a nice back end check too. So therefore, when we see this recipe going on, um, it just really made sense that now this is something that we can scale very easily with because there's always folks looking for single family homes, beautiful houses, and beautiful neighborhoods. And if we could provide that for them, and they can move in now without bank qualification and kind of just work on those things until they're able to do it. It works out well for us. It works out well for the tenant buyer. Um, so it really makes it a great process. 
Um, and it's, I wouldn't say it's 100% passive income because you're still collecting rent. Once in a while, you'll have somebody who something happens and they're going to run a little behind, but these folks are different. They want to get caught back up again. Um, and if something happens to them, they usually will reach right out and say, oh, something happened. I, I will get caught up. And we work out plans for them to get them back to current again. Um, you know, and I hear a lot of horror stories from other friends of ours who are landlords of folks who just deliberately aren't paying. Mm -hmm. These are homeowners, you know, they're in their minds. Like they are literally taking those steps to homeownership and they just treat the house differently, the process differently. And it's just a whole different ballgame. It's not, you can't even really compare to when we were renting to rent to own. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like it works for you guys, but it also works for your tenant slash buyer, right? So it's almost like you said, a slow play of a house flip, but there's a lot of additional benefits that come come into play there. Right. Off the bat, you guys get the deposit, right? So if for whatever reason they don't end up buying, that's yours, that's in, the, in your pocket. It helps a potential buyer who may not be able to qualify otherwise get into a position of home ownership. So they, like you said, have skin in the game. They've got a um, a mo there's motivation there on their on their part to make sure they're making the payments and upkeep the property because that's technically going to be their home at some point. Uh, and all the while, you guys are collecting cash flow, so it's a it's a beautiful concept. And then we didn't even and then you talked about it earlier, but being able to avoid that capital gains tax if it, if it's if, if your hold period is you know longer than um, than that justifies. I mean that there's all these benefits and it works. Like I always talk about with real estate investing, whoever you're buying to or you're wholesaling to or you're wholesaling from, you know, it really has to work and it should work for all parties involved. You know, it's, it's a mutual beneficial uh, venture. And as long as everybody is collectively working towards that same goal and are benefiting from it, it's usually going to end up being successful. And I really like the fact that you guys have found a way not to just, you know, make it work for you yourselves, but for people who might not have that opportunity to get into home, you know, into being able to buy a home. Uh, so it's a really great concept. I like, I like everything that you guys have said so far. And in addition to what you're doing with real estate investing, you guys are also, and this is kind of the concept of the creative finance playbook, I believe, you guys are sharing your, your techniques and your strategies with others and, and helping others learn how to get into this type of stuff. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. We're, you know, as we're sharing on social media, we're getting a lot of questions of how and, and why and what's going on. And, and so I, I was a teacher for eight years. So it's definitely in my nature to want to help and teach and coach. And, you know, it just is kind of organically playing out. And it's, it's funny because, you know, there's trends and there's cool things going on. I feel like in social media and certain, you know, different aspects of it. And we're kind of, I don't want to say the black sheep, but we're not doing what a lot of people are doing. And I think it raises some eyebrows and interested, but it's not what everyone else is doing. And so kind of as with anything, you know, just sharing as we go and, and teaching the benefits of it, because with anything, there's a wrong way and with you know we spend a lot of time just educating people how our process works because so many people have given it a bad name and a bad rap but when you do it correctly like you were saying yes like all parties involved are truly benefiting from this yeah no i mean and that's i mean and that's the thing with real estate and what a lot of us do online and social we're sharing our journey and that's good too because not only is it help edu helping educate others but i think for ourselves and me personally it kind of reinforces what we're doing and also inspires us to kind of keep going it's almost like a 
you have a large audience that's actually like an accountability partner, right? Because you start putting the stuff out there, you don't necessarily want to stop because you've now got this audience that is feeding off of you. So it, it kind of drives can drive us to continue. But there's a lot of that on there. So the fact that you just said you're kind of doing things a little bit differently, you know, separating yourselves from the rest of the pack. In what ways, I guess, can you tell us a little bit more about how you guys are doing things differently, not just on the investing side, but with what you guys have coming up in the future? Yeah, I would say, you know, as far as on the investing side, I'll start that part first. We have a very unique strategy in how we're buying properties where we are, all the other investors can't figure that out. They can't wrap their heads around how are we able to pay full price for somebody's house and make it make sense. And so we talk to a lot of sellers, you know, if they have talked to other investors, you know, they want to get it for 50 cents on the dollar. And, you know, that might work for some folks, but the majority of folks, that's not going to work for. And so therefore we are able to pay a full price for their house or top dollar for their house. We can buy that fixer upper, but we could also buy a turnkey beautiful house in a beautiful neighborhood and still make the numbers work extremely well if you know what to look for. And that's the key of the creative finance playbook is, you know, everybody talks about how we can get more leads, more leads, more leads, where we look at how do I convert more deals out of leads that I'm currently getting. And once you learn how to spot opportunities, it's going to really open up your playbook. So that's why we kind of named it that idea, because the fact of it is, if I'm just a wholesaler or if I'm just a fix and flip for a person and I'm looking at the way this deal is structured, if somebody has a $100,000 house that they owe $90,000 on, they can never make that deal work. It doesn't make any sense for them. Where those are our bread and butter and I love those deals and we do really well with those. So, you know, with the unique marketing strategy that we have of the way that we can get leads, it's really fantastic. And then, a very, like I said, a unique way of, of making deals and looking at all these ways. And then for the future for us, because we're buying all these properties virtually, uh, you know, down the road is our goal is we're, start, we're in New York and Pennsylvania, but we want to start getting to the Carolinas. We want to start getting to Georgia and some other markets where it just totally makes sense to do that. We started here in our own little city and then started expanding and expanding and then realized that there's so many, so many opportunities out there. It's, endless and that's realized that you know it's not just new york anymore and uh so we're really excited for what the future holds for us and the different cities that we could get into and different states that we could get into um so i think our unique marketing strategy and the way that we can buy properties and sell properties we can make deals where most 95 percent of other investors can't even see a deal happening and i think that's where our our advantages of doing the way we do it. And the fact is that we're not using banks, we're not using credit. So therefore you don't have to worry about a bank saying, hey guys, we like you, but we're not gonna get another loan or you don't qualify for another loan or because of you know, the virus goes on. There's some banks that just stop lending for a short period of time. Um, and with that being the case, the reason I like this is even during a national global pandemic, we're still able to buy just in the last six months over a million dollars worth of real estate without having to go to a bank. Um, and the only time we go to banks, I always say this is when we're depositing checks um, and that's it. That's a good reason to go to a bank, right? <laughs> no, that's really, no, it is uh, nice. that's really interesting concept, you know, because 
I hear it a lot in the market that we're in right now, the lack of inventory. And like you said, you know, investors typically need to buy cents on the dollar in order to make it work. You know, we kind of know that formula, right? What the ARV is and you back out what your profit is and then your improvement costs. And you know, that's basically what you can pay for it. But you guys see, see it differently. You guys have a different equation. You guys have different variables going into your formula that allow you to pay what maybe another investor couldn't pay for a property because you, it sounds like you guys are able to factor in that cash flow that the tenant's going to provide before they actually transfer over and, and finish paying you off for the property. Uh, so it, it sounds to me like it, it just gives you so many more options to make deals work. And I guess hence the opening up the playbook. I mean, it really the concept of everything that you guys are doing makes perfect sense. So creative financing, what can you tell us a little bit about how you utilize creative financing, whether on the buy side or the sell side, and really just what that means. Um, so well, I love the idea of creative finance, once again, because you don't need banks stopping you. You don't need money stopping you. Um, we have so many different ways to make a deal happen for a seller. And I think the benefit is we don't have just one way to make an offer. We have several different ways to make an offer and it's about being creative. And that's why we love that term creative finance, hence creative finance playbook. So, you know, there's things like subject to, you could buy on wraps, you could buy owner finance or seller finance. You could buy even with a, what's called a sandwich lease purchase. Now, all of those sound extremely complicated, but once you actually break down the fundamentals of it, it's it's not at all. It really isn't. And we really try to work on making it super easy Simple. for our eight-year-old daughter should be able to understand this. And that's where we really try to make sure that we have that happen. So the creative finance end of it, when purchasing properties, you know, what we're able to do is make offers on properties and and be able to buy that without having to walk into a bank to get financing. We did an interview with a friend of mine a few weeks back where he was a wholesaler and I listened to him on a podcast. And that's when I found him, we linked up, we became friends after chatting about each other's business. I said, I think creative finance would really be helpful for you. I explained to him how it works. I told him what to go do. He went and did it said, I found a seller and it sounds like they would do this. So then I explained to him how to make the deal work. He did it. Not only did he do it, he did it so well. They make the deal. He goes and shows his wife the house. They fall in love with it. And this is now their first home is a deal that he did with creative finance. So the neat thing about it is he bought a house that was well over $100,000, no going into a bank, $5,000 total out of pocket. Now the guy owns a home. So the creative finance thing is what I love about it too is a lot of investors or a lot of folks have the impression I have to have a seven or 800 credit score in, the, in order to be an investor. You don't need credit to be an investor. I, I'm in part of a lot of different groups and a lot of folks say that's one of the biggest things stopping them is I don't have the capital yet. You don't need the capital. Yes, it's great, but we can show you how to do that from the very beginning. So a lot of the things that stop most people from being investors is credit, lack of money, lack of knowledge. Um, that's not the case with creative finance. Maybe it's lack of knowledge and we could teach you that. But once you do, don't let the credit, don't let the lack of money stop you from making deals. And then once you start doing it once, that means you could do it a second time, which means you could do it a third time and then you keep on growing. And nobody's going to tell you you have to stop. <laughs> and nobody will tell you you have to stop. There's no bank that's going to cut you off because we were doing Burr 
13 years ago when nobody knew what the burr method really, it wasn't burr. You know, we were buying them very cheap. Hashtag burr back then. um, Because right after 2008 happened, well, during 2008, we started finding some amazing deals in our areas and we had some money. So we did the burr method, refinanced out of them. And then I was friends with a lot of folks at the banks and they say, well, eventually the banks are going to limit you. The banks will eventually cap you off. And so therefore, I knew if I want to get to our goal of hundreds and hundreds of houses, I'm going to have a bank stop me, then how am I going to make this happen? Even with an 800 credit score like we both had, it's still going to be an obstacle. So that's when we kind of realized that there's other ways. And once we've done that, there's been absolutely no stopping us. And it's been just a rocket ship of um, of trajectory. I mean, it's been, it's been great. So that's when we're buying the properties. Now when selling the properties, we could offer buyers terms and situations that nobody else is really even doing. So that's why we love our unique strategies because in our area, it's very saturated with other investors, just like probably all areas are saturated with other investors. But if you are that one investor who could stand well above the rest of them, because you could offer sellers and buyers unique situations that nobody else is, even in a very saturated market, you're going to flourish. And not only are you going to flourish, you're going to be able to reach out to all the other investors who are doing their business. And then you're going to be able to work with them. And you're going to be able to offer those investors to be able to convert their dead leads. And so therefore you're helping out other investors, you're helping sellers, you're helping buyers. You're just really helping so many people. And I always say it, if real estate is done right, everyone should win. And so that's where we really strategize on is how can I make this great for everybody involved? And there are plenty of deals where we could have made more money on, but more of the relationship was more important to us. And now, you know, we continue to do a lot more business with a lot of these folks. So um, that's why the creative end buying and selling, I think is just the the best in the business. It's the gray area, right? Life is not black and white. There's this whole spectrum that we really need to spend a little time diving into because it's awesome. Well, and I think too, if you listen to super successful, wealthy people, they always talk about how, you know, and you need money to make money. And if you don't have money, use other people's money. Well, we're not talking about using hard money lenders. We're not talking about doing any of that. And so therefore, once we realize that you could still leverage real estate using paper and not green paper like money, but actual just, you know, agreements. And really your mind. And your mind. Mm -hmm. uh, You can scale to as large as you want. And if you want to own hundreds of houses, you can do that um, with just a little work. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. Like you said, you may not have the capital, but when you have the knowledge and you have the playbook, then you can go out and get it done. And I mean, and that's the thing, you know, you just said it, it's a kind of a misconception. You know, you need money to make money. You need other people's money to make money. You know, a lot of real estate is about leverage, right? But that doesn't always just mean a bank loan. Leverage can mean a lot of different things. You can leverage somebody else's mortgage. You can leverage somebody else's cash. Um, you know, there's lots of different ways to make it happen as long as you can be creative and as long as it works for everyone. And a big part to that for me personally that I've learned is it's about the motivation of either the buyer or the seller. If you can understand what the motivation of a person is that's trying to buy or trying to sell or get out of their mortgage, then you can take that playbook of creativity and figure out a way that it can work for them and it can work for you. And then the same thing when you're going to sell it, you know, the motivation of a potential buyer, why or why they 
cannot buy a home, why they want to buy a home. And then you can in, in turn use that information to get creative and make a deal work for you and for a buyer. So awesome well, stuff know, right there. I was going to say that you, you hit it right on the head. I just want to kind of touch base on that too. It's not just single family homes. That's what we do. You could buy multiple, multiple family properties. We do a lot of land deals too. You know, land deals are some of our favorite deals. Um, you know, you could buy a property and create value just by creating terms in that property. So it's not just single family homes. There are lots of different types of real estate you can do this in as well. So condos, we do those too. So if you live in a, a city that's a little bit more densely populated, um, we were in a meeting last week with folks who live in Boston. And you know, I, I used to live there, so I know a lot of our condos in Boston, especially in the city, it's hard to find a single family home. This works with that too. So therefore, there's really not a bad place in the country where this won't work. And mm -hmm. we're in networks of investors all around the country and even in Canada. And this works really well in Canada too. So that's why I really, really fall back on. It's the knowledge that you know. And if you get to know what all the super wealthy investors get to know all their little tips and all their little tricks, and you know you can apply those things to your business, you're gonna get there too. So. I definitely think coaching, I, I've been a 20 year student and I'll never stop being a student because I always want to learn more. And uh, Jen, we're the same way. We never stop growing. Yeah. So it's about having that playbook, right? That's right. Yeah. Open That's your right. mouth, get <laughs> That's right. And it sounds to me like we'll be able to find that playbook pretty soon on creativefinanceplaybook.com. You got it. Yeah. Coming soon. And if you want to see us more, like I said, tune in to Facebook. Us. We're all over. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm sure a lot of our audience is going to be interested uh, in learning more about this and how they might be able to do it as well. Before I, um, you know, before we find out how people can learn more about what you're, you're doing, I did want to get to our segment of advice from our invest guests. So we've got three questions, just basically for people to get into real estate investing that may not have gotten started. And I'm going to start with question number one. What's one thing you can recommend to people who have not started investing yet? that they can do right now to get them on their way to real estate investing? You know, it's funny that you say that. I put on my Instagram yesterday, there was a picture of Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is standing next to this guy, which nobody knows who this guy is, but he's Tom Brady's quarterback coach. And here is, you know, the probably the best quarterback who ever played the game. And he's got a quarterback coach still. And so one of the guys puts a comment in there say, you know, being Tom Brady's quarterback coach has to be the easiest job in the world. I said, well, is it? Try to coach Tom Brady and tell him how to be better. You know, so that's also got to be really difficult. But the thing about it was, which I really get from it, is all the greats, athletes, actors, singers, performers, they all have coaches. And it seems like to me, one of my friends says, you know, you could take the stairway to the top or with coaching, it's like taking the elevator to the top. And so I always think that if you're interested in getting into real estate, you want to surround yourself with people who are doing deals and who could help you get to where you want to, where you want to be. And maybe it's just getting one house. Maybe it's, you want to start a whole, you know, enterprise and you want to have many houses. I'm the kind of person with Jen, where if we start dabbling in anything, we want to just blow it up. And so that's how our mindset works. And so, I think the first thing you really want to do is it's all mindset and coaching, I think are your best steps, because if not, you could spend thousands of dollars learning very costly mistakes and the school of hard knocks, 
And, or you can learn from other folks who've made those mistakes and can say, hey, that's not the best idea. Try doing this in that situation and really give you the shortcut to success and hold your hand through the process. We have some of the folks on our team where six, seven months ago reached out to us and said, you know, I want to get into real estate. I just don't know where to get started. And, you know, working people worked at McDonald's, bartenders, all different types of backgrounds where they came to us from. And they're turning deals now, multiple deals. Um, and it's multiple deals per month now. And if we were to chat with them one fiscal year before, one year ago, they would have never thought that they'd be a real estate investor, successful real estate investor doing multiple deals per month. And so I really think coaching is good. Your mindset is really important. Jen and I both have read multiple times, listened to multiple times, Think and Grow Rich um, by Napoleon Hill. We talk about that book constantly because that's going to give you the, the mental fundamental breakdown of what you're going to need to be successful. And that doesn't have to be with real estate. It could go into any business line of work there is possible, but it's all a proper mindset and coaching, I think, are your best two assets because once you have the right mindset and you've learned the coaching and all, and you've learned the, the ways, now it's just action. I was going to say, like, and the other part is that just taking that action and being not afraid to fail because we, some of our best mistakes have really taught us, you know, where we are today, you know, we really learned from those. So don't be afraid to take the action and know that you're going to stumble, but you're going to pick yourself back up and you're going to keep going. And his, his favorite thing is to say, you know, the only way you fail is if you just quit. So. Yeah. Great, great answers, both of you guys. I mean, the whole mindset, obviously, is what it takes to get started. But the coaching, you know, people have a different approach on this. Some people try to avoid the coaching. They don't want to put money out and they just want to learn on their own. But like you just said, Joe, you know, it's like standing on the shoulders of our predecessors. It allows us to go faster, avoid the mistakes that they've already made. You're basically paying to learn what not to do, more or less, and hopefully avoid those costly mistakes. And like you just said, Jen, taking action is once you have all these tools in your toolbox, it's now about getting out there and putting them to use and making things happen for us. Uh, and that kind of leads me on to our, the second question, which is, you know, we're talking about kind of avoiding mistakes. What's one thing that you could recommend to people looking back um, that you would do differently that maybe uh, others that are getting ready to start uh, could avoid? I would say definitely get into coaching earlier than later. Okay. I know there are some folks who say you don't need coaching, but then I still go back to the Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan theory. You know, here are the greatest of the greats. If you look at Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali, all the greatest of everything, the pinnacle of any sport, any actors, mm -hmm. they've all had coaches. Now, they were very talented people, but I think their coaches probably would help them get to where they were. And it's not just them. So I really, truly believe that, you know, once some of the things that we've done, I wholesaled the deal 20 years ago, but then there was a gap in between before we started getting more deals. And then we started doing the landlord method and you know, we didn't do coaching as much as we should have in the very beginning. And I think that's where, if we did back then, where we would be today are yeah. 
yeah. leaps and bounds different places. I say it's the can't see the forest through the trees theory. When you're in it and you're in it every day and you're grinding, you know, it's hard to see like where you could be. And so every time we've had mentors, every time we've paid a pretty penny to sit down with coaches, we've gone from here to up here. And it's just having, you know, somebody else say, hey, you guys are ready for this because we just couldn't see it because we're in it right now. And, you know, life is happening with kids and all the things. So, you know, it was really important to hear what somebody else looking from the outside in could see and say, hey, you guys are ready for this. Like, let's go. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're exactly right. We, we get caught up, whether it's life or the business that we're in, and we can only sometimes see the two feet in front of us because we're constantly dealing with all the things that are getting thrown us thrown at us. So whether it's coaching or mentorship or what have you, having that outside perspective, you know, is critical, you know, even if it's just accountability partners. And, and honestly, a lot of the times, like you said, Joe, pro professional athletes, they still have coaching. It's not maybe necessarily that they're learning anything new that they don't already know. It's almost like that accountability partner. It's somebody to keep them, hold their feet to their fire and have that outside perspective, Jen, that maybe like a pro athlete might get a bad habit. They're not realizing, right? Because they're just in it and they're doing it and they're doing it over and over and over. But having somebody with that outside perspective to just kind of keep nudging you in, in the certain direction to get to that straight path forward to, to accomplish your goals. Th that, those are great answers right there. That's, I, I mean, I think the way you guys are uh, articulating the concept of coaching and mentorship is really coming across of the you know, you're really getting the benefits coming through of why somebody might want to take that route. So good stuff right there. And you just alluded to it, but question number three is a, a book for investors, a must read for people getting, you know, getting into real estate, something that you would recommend. Well, we already said that one is think and grow rich. And I really think that the, the best thing about the book is it teaches persistence. And it's not just reading the book. I was an English teacher. So there's a difference between reading and then this is like, it's almost a workbook. If you actively apply the strategies in which he's stating in every single chapter and you do what it says, you will be successful in your life. It's not just about finances, but it's an over, overhaul of your whole world, really. But you have to take action again with that, not just reading words on a page. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. So it's almost like a playbook, which leads us on to the uh, the uh, the creative finance playbook. Um, so you guys are doing a re some really cool stuff. We've talked about your you know investing strategies and what you guys are doing, but you're also sharing uh, what you guys know with others. If if our audience is interested in learning more about you guys and what it is you do, how can they find you and how can they connect with you guys? So the creativefinanceplaybook.com is coming soon. If you go to it now, there's nothing there. It's all being created as we speak. However, we're putting a lot of content on social media. We're doing a lot of videos. We're doing a lot of just, you know, education. And on the Creative Finance Playbook in on Facebook, there's a Creative Finance Playbook page. We make live seller calls. You're going to listen to us actually and our team picking up the phone, calling random people, and making deals and you're going to listen to how it's done we've had a lot of folks who are just can't believe that we had even put it out there better yet we're actually making deals doing it live so that's the fun thing about it we just had last week the cold call olympics where we just start cold calling everybody and see if we can make some deals so i think that's always really a great spot so that's why we love facebook the youtube channel if you're listening subscribe to the creative finance playbook on YouTube because there we're going to drop some YouTube only content where we're going to talk about not just leads, 
not just about conversions, but about the whole business. We're going to lay it out so anybody could do this. We just want to be able to show from start to end and all the good stuff in between how it's possible. Now, we also offer one-on-one -on -one private coaching for some folks who may be just wanting to start off or maybe they're already going and they just want to re maybe retune a couple things. There's a lot of folks out there who are coaching or giving advice. You want to look at somebody who's actually doing a lot of deals. And I think that that's where the basis of it falls into. You know, I, I'm on Clubhouse, I'm on Instagram, we're on all the different social medias. And you listen to a lot of people giving advice. One says that, you know, coaching isn't necessary. Um, I've heard all different types of crazy things being out there. And I boil back down to, you know, we're here for you if you need us. We're going to show you what we do. There's a lot of great stuff we're going to put out there for free. If you want to dive into it a little bit more, we could spend some private time together. We also do, um, for a really great group discount, we'll do private events where we're going to get in front of 10, 20, 30, 40 people. And we get, go over, obviously, some of the basics and answer a lot of Q&A Essentially master classes, yeah. And uh, those have been a great resource to help folks out. So um, Jen, J-E-N-N, -N, she's got two, name, two ends in her name, but Jen Delafave on Instagram, on Facebook, and Joe Delafave, same two places, Instagram, Facebook. We're on Clubhouse now too. And Clubhouse has been kind of cool because you could get into some rooms and just have open dialogue and chat with folks. So those are the places we're really going to be um, just – we're going to be there and we're going to be doing a lot more. And then the website will be coming soon and it's going to be awesome. And we want to make sure, because what Jen keeps on really dialing to is, you know, we want to be very authentic. Yeah. So you can go to our other business pages too and see like how the rent to own model is working for people in our area and how we're buying houses in our area and across the state. So I feel like sometimes, you know, you don't see that from other investors, which is, you know, totally fine, but we want to kind of put it all out there. You know, this is working for us. So emulate it and figure out your way of doing it too. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys, I mean, and I'm going to make sure I put all those for our listeners out there, all the, sh the links in the show notes down below, because you guys are in a lot of different places, which is good because you're putting it out there. I've seen um, some of what you guys are doing, and I love the fact that you guys are showcasing it, like you said, uh, because that makes it exciting for people. You know, uh, people hear about these um, strategies and concepts of, of cold calling and, and trying to broker a deal but to actually watch it happen or be a part of it, it kind of makes it fun and exciting. And, you know, for our audiences out there, what Joe and Jen are doing, they're just putting out what they're doing. And you guys, like you just said, you can, you can follow along, you can get excited about it, you can learn from it, it's free. And then if, you, if there's anybody out there that wants to take that next step, you guys do offer additional services as well. And I'm really excited to see the Creative Finance Playbook website coming out soon. And I would love to have you guys maybe back or we could just do a quick teaser once that show goes or once the website goes live, just to let, every, you know, help let everybody know that it's available. But I'm really looking forward to it. And I love everything you guys are doing. And I want to thank you guys for joining me on the InvestNest Real Estate Investing Show. I'm wishing you nothing but success for 2021. I know you guys have a lot of great things coming up and I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to accomplish all of your goals. So thank you guys both for joining me this week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, it's really awesome. Thank and you. we will definitely come back. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank, thank you so much. And I also want to thank all of our listeners out there for joining us again this week. I had a lot of fun with Jen and Joe. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. 
they really are doing a lot of very cool things. So if you're not following along um, already, be sure to check them out on Instagram and Facebook. I'll have the links for that uh, down below. And of course, make sure you stay tuned for their upcoming website launch, creativefinanceplaybook.com. Uh, that link's down below as well. And on YouTube, um, the content that they're putting out there. It's, it's a lot of good stuff. Go check them out, guys. I'm sure you're going to love it. Um, so I want to thank you all. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I appreciate you tuning in this week. Of course, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Our show drops every Wednesday. So hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts. Um, thanks again, everyone. As always, I'm your host, Travis Murphy, and this is the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. Be sure to join the investnest.com and start learning and earning today.